0: This goal was scored by Thiago Motta for Inter in the Derby della Madonnina versus City rivals AC Milan in a 4-0 victory that I had repressed until this very moment back in 2009 during their treble winning season. Motta was born in Brazil but holds Italian citizenship and has therefore played 30 games for the Italian national team.
1: Motta was a physical player who never shied away from a challenge. His most prominent traits were his ball control, technique, vision, and passing range. His tackling wasn't bad either. He was usually deployed as a defensive or central midfielder, but has often played in a different position due to his tactical intelligence and versatility. In Prandelli's Italy, for example, he was often deployed as a deep-lying playmaker or as an attacking midfielder in an attempt to utilize his natural ability to orchestrate and dictate the tempo.
0: Motta spent his early career at Barcelona, playing 96 games and scoring 6 goals, but found himself going under the knife way too often and was labelled to be injury prone. He spent two and a half seasons with Inter, and was pivotal to their greatest season ever, which saw them win the treble. He joined PSG in 2012. He also had spells at Atletico Madrid and Genoa, winning 27 major titles throughout his endeavours. Motta's endless trophy cabinet would see Roma kick a baby in blind (laughs) rage and envy. With Barcelona, he won La Liga three times, the Super Supercoppa, the Champions League, and breakthrough player in La Liga in 2002. With Inter, he won the Serie A, the Coppa Italia, the Champions League, the Club World Cup, the Cup, and Serie A Team of the Year. He was involved in that 11. With PSG, he won Ligue 1 five times, the Coupe de France four times, the Coupe de la Ligue four times, and the Trophy des Champs five times. He was also included in the Ligue 1 Team of the Year.
1: He's managed PSG's under-19s, had a brief spell at Genoa, and is currently managing Spezia, where he now has three wins in a row, and hence why he has made Serie A Spotlight's intro. Fuck! So, hello, and welcome to Serie A Spotlight, episode 23. We're your hosts, Matt. And Jake. And for the third week in a row, brother, the prediction series, I believe after three wins in a row, you had to call me something.
0: 10-5, what did I have to call you?
1: The dawn. The dawn.
0: All right, the dawn. So it's the oracle and the dawn. Exactly. whose word are you gonna be listening to? Who's word are you gonna be taking? The dawn or the oracle? Yeah, um, the, the, the dawn honest, is I, hot. We need to change the entire template of the of the um, table if I'm gonna win again. What do you it, mean? There are too many trophies. They're too big. They don't even fit for me. Yeah,
1: but I, need to m- I needed to make them in a way where they fit the entire screen. Yeah, I couldn't leave too much dead space. Yeah, so let's just
0: say you're gonna be making them smaller very soon, my
1: friend. Ah, really? Okay, I don't think so, brother. But we're here, guys, on a cold ass night, in Malta, Malta's the coldest time in like three or four years. I think yeah. it hit. Yesterday like was degrees. four
0: degrees, which is crazy, and it doesn't help that our houses are made of limestone, so there's no insulation. It's at all, fucking and we're just crazy, man. Up. Keeping my onion warm with a beanie constantly
1: (laughs) Literally So remember guys, follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok We've really been upping our game on Instagram Our stories are always in full flow with highlights, uh, news updates Reels, and we've got a we've got a couple of fun segments going on in our posts as well. So hit us up over there. That's definitely our most engaged platform, probably at the moment.
0: For sure, for sure. And thank you to everyone listening in America. Thank you to everyone listening to, in Europe and Australia. Australia, my yeah, boys, and in Africa in as well. Thank you very
1: much. Thank you guys. Um, so I think as an introduction. A lot has happened. So obviously there were the there were some key fixtures in match day 23, but I think more significantly the Supermercato is in full flow at the moment.
0: Chaos, absolute anarchy right now. We've had Vlaovic to Juve, we've had Gosens to Winter, we've had Diego Costa to Salernitana, we've, we've got
1: potentially Bremer to Winter as well potentially, potentially, potentially in, in the coming
0: days personal terms. So we have a lot to discuss this episode.
1: So we'll save that for the transfer segment, but we will be making reference to them whilst we go on. I think the first game we're going to be covering is Inter 2, Venezia 1. So Venezia came in winless in their last 8 matches into this game. Inter, on the other hand, came in unbeaten in their last 28 Serie A matches. So let those stats speak for themselves. Now, surprisingly, Venezia have 6 of their 25 Serie A victories against Inter. And have only picked up more wins against Fiorentina in the top flight. They won 10 games over there. At the same time, Inter have beaten Venezia and the San Siro nine times. Venezia only have more away losses in this area against Juve, also with 10. So I'll take you through the play-by-play in the 19th minute. Thomas Henry opened the scoring, and Danovich managed to get a hand to this header, but it went in off the crossbar, it was an amazing ball by Ampadu and some great work by Henri to lose Scriniar in the run of the ball. In the 40th minute, Barella pounced onto a good save by Lazzarini who denied Persig's volley and slotted it into the back of the net. In the 81st minute, Venezia tried something crazy, they brought on Nani again But they conceded in the 90th minute to Zerko, who outjumped everyone and headed into the corner after a great cross by Dumfries. And
0: Zerko had been quite wasteful. People were really slandering him on Twitter before this.
1: Yep, he he went from zero to hero in a matter of moments over there. So, I have a couple of talking points when it comes to this game. It was was quite an exciting and enticing game. I think Venezia did a great job to hold Inter for as long as they did. Inter were in full flow, not really any injuries to write home about. So Inter struggled to get going and they conceded a goal in the 19th minute as a result of that. The first half wasn't their best but thankfully for them they got a goal through Varela before the half-time whistle. Inter came out and they absolutely dominated the game in the second half and they settled very high up the pitch and there were moments where every single one of their outfield players We're in the opposition's half, which is crazy.
0: They dominated the play. I believe they had 70% ball possession and 24 attempts compared to um, Venezia's three total shots.
1: For sure. The one thing Inter did do to give Venezia some leverage in the second half was when they settled so high up the pitch, they did leave a significant gap at the back, which allowed Venezia to counter, yeah. and they wouldn't exactly get shots away or, or threaten Inter, but if maybe they had a slightly more refined squad, that could have been a different story. Yeah,
0: can okay. okay, looked dangerous at times, attacking those, those holes?
1: Yeah, he was he was good, Okareka. I think they needed someone with pace to attack those holes, and that's definitely something Okareka can bring. Um, Venezia defended with their lives, and then and you know they smelled the opportunity to hold the league champions, but as in Terdu, they did find a way to win this match. Lazzarini had a couple of good saves to keep Venezia in it, but aside from those saves, bro, he did look very shaky and quite frankly, he scares the shit out of me in decisive <laughs> moments. I mean. He spilled the ball twice and almost broke Zerko's leg at one point. He um, had 10 saves. He, he had 10 saves. A lot of them were sl- there were on, on two or three occasions he spilled the ball when he should have easily clung onto it. And I don't know if you saw the last goal of the match by Zerko, yeah. but he was stood behind the line. Which yes, is, I saw that. Which is fucking weird, like yeah, that's way to control to your box. You know what yeah, I mean? Shame
0: they had Romero out, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. But I, th- I think he, he, you know, for someone who's stepping in, he definitely did a good, a good job getting those ten saves against Inter. It's something he should have in his CV.
0: He was their starter coming into the season, anyway. This guy, so he's he's a pretty good keeper, Lazzarini.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. So Inter, obviously The talking points are that they have Just signed Gossens And he will probably be replacing Perisic in that starting eleven on the left hand side um, How will he fit in? And how will Inter improve With Gossens in the team?
0: So Gossens, the, the thing about buying From Atalanta is that you're getting a plug And play player who Is used to Gasparini's system We saw that with Kessie for example And Milan signed Kessie, he couldn't really fit in immediately um, Same with Conti, same with quite a few people who have left
1: yeah.
0: um Atalanta before. But in this case I think he'll be fine. He's very suited to inter system. You know, they play a three at the back as well, he'll be playing as a wing back against so, competition bro. with Perisic, who's also been very good this season. So I don't think it'll just be Gossen's spot to take for free. Like, you know, I think Perisic will give him around for his money and they'll be rotated. Um, accordingly, I think he'll be fine there. I think he's a, sign- a signing that will be useful now and one that will be useful in the future.
1: Too. Yeah. And with the signing of him and potentially Bremer later on this week as well, what does that mean for DeMarco? What does that mean for his spot as left back and potentially even centre back, bro?
0: So Perisic isn't confirmed to stay next year, and if he doesn't, Marco is automatically the second choice left wing-back um, yeah. If not, if Perisic does renew, I wouldn't be surprised to see Marco getting loaned out again They have extended him, unless they would deploy him as a left-sided centre-back in the three-at-the-back formation
1: Yep, 100% So, this was a game, bro, and I'm gonna go back to the game slightly, because Obviously, another win for Inter, another three points and they just keep on building that gap and they're leaving, you know, Milan, Napoli and Atalanta and Juve. They all need to win their games. Inter are putting a lot of pressure on them to keep up their high standards. Do you think that Inter are going to run away with it now? Do you think they are significant leaders, significant enough that they'll go all the way?
0: So, last, on the last episode, I said that if Milan beat Juve, they'll go on to give Inter a run for their money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Milan did not beat Juve. Therefore, I don't know. I, I don't have a good feeling about the Inter game at all. Milan's squad is so injury-ridden and so mm-hmm. like uh, unlucky, to be honest. With you. Yeah. It's so unlucky. Such an unlucky season. I know everyone's going on about oh, Milan is still complain and all that. But it's true, everything has gone against Milan, the refereeing decisions, the injuries, everything has been a burden um, Plus the expectations, the expectations are too high and we'll get into that very soon um, I don't want to talk too much about Milan right
1: now Yeah. While Milan, for example, are getting weaker through injuries, COVID cases Inter are significantly getting stronger now. It's, it's. They
0: don't get any injuries. Their only injury is Correa. Like.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and we're sitting here praising Inter as, as though they had a very convincing performance against Venezia. But at the end of the day, Venezia played well. They gave Inter a very tough time, and it it took a 90th minute goal. But they got it, bro. I think at at yeah. the end of the day, that's what I started looking at in football. If they get it, then they deserve yeah. it. You know these, what I mean.
0: These games are for title winners. Yeah, exactly. When you grind the result out like this, it's it's a good sign that you have what it takes to win the league. Um, Because this was a game where they should have dropped points. You know, it weren't for the resilience. Zeko had a stinker for him to get the winner at the end, that was. um, that was very good for him, but very good ball by the way by Dumfries
1: Yeah, 100% I think it was nice seeing Barella getting a goal as well Always good for his confidence as,
0: Since you've mentioned it, since you mentioned that Barella always looks frustrated I haven't stopped seeing it man when he hey, left, man When he was subbed out, he had scored, he had played really well he was fucking huffing and puffing, huffing and like, puffing and flailing his arms. And around. not, he's and not in the way that like winner. he's
1: upset to be substituted. But I think he's a professional in yeah. that sense, and he understands. No, he high fives the
0: manager and everything. No problem. He's pissed yeah. off at himself. Exactly. Yeah, his own high exactly.
1: Like he, he, yeah. I, I, hope that you know, enters uh, um, uh, team therapist that does a decent job with Barella because he does seem to be very hard on himself. And, yeah. you know, for people like ones. that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for people like that, you know, sky's the limit. He's 24 years old. He set his standards high. He's a consistent starter for Inter, one of the best midfielders in the league, and he's a consistent starter for for the Azzurri as well. So, a brilliant place for Barilla to be in. Yeah,
0: Ciallanoğlu looked quite convincing yet again. Um, unfortunately, he was he was pretty good. He didn't get a goal or an assist this time round, but um, he played he played pretty well too. Um,
1: Lautar always has a good game. He didn't find the back of the net this time round, but you know he he's always a staple up there and and, and a good target yeah. man for them as well as carrying the ball forward um this does take inter ahead by um four points in front of napoli and milan but they do have that game in hand venezia on the other hand are keep getting close and closer to that danger zone bro they're 17th they're one point above the relegation rivals in cagliari but venezia do have that one game in hand as well but you know probably they they will drop points in that game so it's Really exciting stuff at the bottom, bro
0: Definitely, definitely Venezia played very well Very positive display for them They have a few, you know Their newcomer, for example, Cuisance He's been um, so good, he's bro He's been settling he's, He looks very promising Yeah um, Sometimes I feel I was listening to a podcast earlier today Shout out to a uh, Sit down, actually the, Brilliant The, the American version of, of this, basically <laughs> <laughs> The, the OG They um, said that um, Cuisance is a victim of his own kind of, um, how am I gonna word this? He tries too hard, basically. You know you know when you come off a team like Bayern Munich, if you do the basics, you yeah. look good. If you go to a team like Venezia, you try to stand out, right? These guys are like, ready exactly. to show these people that I deserve a spot in Bayern Munich. So I hope he doesn't overcomplicate things. I hope he keeps simple things simple and does simply what he has to do and what he's good at. You know, you focus on what you're good at, you're going to be fine with Venezia.
1: 100%. One thing I I had a slight concern about seeing Quissants join Venezia at such a young age is you look around him and it's like-minded individuals. They're all young people trying to make a name for themselves. But it's good to see someone like Nani, for example, come and go on and he could share some wisdom with Quissants because Quissants is definitely, I think, the most decorated player they have, apart from Nani, obviously, um, in the team. Yeah,
0: he's he's the one that plays with the best team. Just simple as that. Like exactly. he's a Bayern Munich player. This
1: Everyone game. must look up to him. He kind he must be players. like the Teddy Teuma of yeah. <laughs> of of Bennett. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Probably, probably. Shout out to Teddy Teuma. What a player!
0: Yeah. Um, I think that's enough for this game. What yes, sir.
1: Think? Yes, sir. We can jump to the next one.
0: So, we're moving on to the next game, which is Milan versus Juve, which ended in a nil-nil stalemate at the San Siro Stadium. Juve extend their unbeaten run to nine games. Milan avoids suffering back-to-back defeats for the first time since 2019, which goes to show how far this team has come. 100%. Wow, Um, you're okay, bro. Yeah, I'm good. Um, The wine already. (laughs) Milan are the side that Juve has lost to
1: and drawn to most Oh, I'm not surprised with the 90s, huh?
0: They have lost 51 games against Milan and drawn 56 Um, Jesus Milan are unbeaten in 3 of their last 5 Serie A games against Juve As many as the previous 17 games against Juve and Serie A combined Whoa. Um, Perhaps this signals the end of an era for Juventus Perhaps it's just a dip in form, who knows Probably Vlavesh knows, no? Oh, but we'll, we'll discuss that very soon I'll run you through the play-by-play quickly and we'll discuss it In the ninth minute, <laughs> Tonali got a <laughs> yellow card In the 12th minute, Leao got a yellow card In the 42nd minute, Messias got a yellow card In the 28th minute, um, Zlatan went off injured Of course, um, Giroud entered It's nothing serious apparently for Zlatan um, Everyone feared that it was uh, his Achilles But it was mm. it, it was nothing apparently, he's fine um, yes, that was the play-by-play, very exciting game, try, try to stay awake for this one um, Two penalty calls in this game, bro
1: What, what did you make of them?
0: So, okay, um, in my opinion, Messias' foul inside Juve's area was a clear penalty
1: I, 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 I think Messias was a penalty Was potentially a penalty the I one committed Not the one who say. Exactly it, right? yes, Exactly Exactly I, th- I think on, on another day That could have definitely Been given as a yes, penalty
0: for sure Um, You could see in the replay Giroud flailing his arms Like what the fuck are you doing He yeah. knew it was a penalty <laughs> and, and the referee just didn't Give it in go to war. No problem You know Fuck it Every, These referees are shit There's yeah. going to be a an incident like this in Adrian. It was the same early on um, with Messias, I believe, who was on the attack and he was dropped inside the area. Yeah, very on the turn, right? To, yeah, to the reverse fixture against Inter mm-hmm. when um, Chalanoglu and Kessi fell in the box. You know, it was mm-hmm. very similar to that. Yeah, I think. So it's the classic inconsistency that we're always preaching here on this podcast.
1: Yep, we, we should call ourselves the. I, I can't think of a witty one, but yeah, no. something is a serious spotlight, something about inconsistency
0: Yeah, um, insert joke here So, <laughs> Just, the, you're gonna say that? Go
1: on So, I have to admit guys, I, I really have to admit My friend was was in the like finals of The X Factor um is a star of a woman that, that I interviewed at work as well, so I had to go support her um so i did watch this match on my phone was drunk at the x factor but i didn't really miss much did i bro
0: some fucking fan you are (laughs) man you missed a good game i have to say this game was a fierce it resulted in fierce exchanges rather than chances created to be honest with
1: you i don't think there were any significant moments in this game like significant chances
0: there were a few. Um, there were Giroud's header was was a Giroud chance Giroud two example. headers. Um, one was on target. He did well to get it on target, yeah. but it was caught, unfortunately. And the other one, he went for a pass, but there's no. Yeah, one in the yeah, he exactly. Could have, he could have gone for a goal mm-hmm. there. Was, Theo, was I was sure was Theo was going to score
1: at that point, bro. He was, he was inspired. In that was marauding run. run. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I thought he was going to get the goal over there, but fuck it.
0: Coming into this game, people were really excited about the Kalini ibrahimovic um, matchup. That was going to be a classic. It was highly anticipated, and it is a shame that we did not see it play out due to Zlatan's injury in the 28th minute. Giroud took the role, of course, and um, found himself being marked by Kalini, who was really in the mood. Kalini yep. was... Um, pfft, he was when, great, he was great. When it comes to man-marking and just being an aggressive motherfucker with your yep. opponent, Kellini's the guy like...
1: Yeah, there was that disconnect to the striker that, that I that I talk about yeah. often with Milan. Um, normally, it's kind of depleted when Leao's in the squad because he does play closer yeah. to the striker. Um, but yeah, Chiellini had a great game. And I think as well, bro, don't forget Rugani. Ever Rugani since, had ever had since green, that yeah. final loss against Inter, when he's been playing... He's been on Manrogan. Yeah. He's been really good. Surprisingly, like it was
0: very good. They double teamed Leo. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even triple teamed him with the tracking back. Um, I feel like that's the best way to contain him. You know, you just put men on him. Um, he's so good that one v one he beats you. No matter yeah. who you are. Yeah. Yep. Facts. Um, in the second half, Leo vanished. Yeah, he, I think he was tired, to be honest with you. And it's a shame that Rebic probably wasn't fit enough to enter early. I trust yeah, i would have brought him on slightly earlier Definitely. had he been fit, but uh, apparently he wasn't. And Messiás on the other side did not quite live up to it. He wasn't very good. He often squandered mm-hmm. a few opportunities to create something. And um, on his side, it was mostly Calabria who was yeah. charging and shooting Literally. like prime standoids. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, th- I think he's been trying to plug in a bit of that Florenzi to his game, right? Calabria, yeah. with those two fucking shots. Alright, they were terrible At shots. At one point,
0: he cut in on his left and he shot with his left foot and it almost <laughs> went top corner. Like, Jesus.
1: Christ. Oh, yeah, that ball that kind of floated over, yeah. over the bar, no?
0: I tweeted I was like one more shot and Calabria's scoring. It yeah. was a one on the left just wide, one on the right just wide. Ah, he just needed one more shot, bad he never got it.
1: At work, Jack told me I'm quite sure that in this game there's gonna be a penalty. He said if it's if it's for Juve. Good for Juve, if it's for Milan, it makes no difference <laughs> Because the penalty takers have been abysmal yeah. Obviously with kessi out of the side and, uh, But Giroud would, have probably, Giroud would have probably taken it It's true, but it would have been against Chesney. You know what I mean? And, and Chesney yeah. is brilliant from the spot Man, I
0: would have been like, Giroud,
1: um, the first real opportunity
0: of this game came in the 20th minute There were two yellow cards before that That says everything about how the game went <laughs> Juve had zero shots on target what? Their only real attempts They had two chances to score um, Mattia Decilio crossed the ball perfectly And was headed wide by Morata And McKennie's header also went wide later on, later on into the game um, That's basically it We also saw Alexis' ankle breakers come on and extend his well, lead He was the, good when he came at on the nutmeg Table yeah, yeah, know, On the top yeah, yeah. of
1: the table. <laughs> On the shield Yeah I think it was It, it. was
0: yes He, he made them. I believe that's his Ninth nutmeg
1: this season My god he,
0: He's ahead by quite a few That's a trophy In our cabinet <laughs> Um Shout out to Tonali Who was phenomenal as Tonali well. was feels, so good bro It feels Tonali too obvious so Praising good. him But fuck me He's good
1: yeah, he, he had 82 completed passes. Milan had a total of, of 368 accurate passes. And we saw Tonali, and Tonali, Krunic and Diaz playing the ball around willy-nilly. Yeah. Romagnoli, we got to see him play the ball from the back. We saw him play it forward. We saw him play it laterally. And that's something that's good to see from Romagnoli, especially when he struggles so much from dips in form and, and confidence He got as well.
0: completely shafted early on and then played really exactly well, Exactly, after that, exactly,
1: yeah. good point.
0: Um, also, Kalulu played really, yeah, well, Kalulu was really, good, really, really well. He's he's kind of he plays similarly to Tomori when it comes to the recovery pace and the aggression that he exactly.
1: Faces. If we're talking about tracking back, I mm-hmm. think in that sense they're they're similar in, in the sense that they both provide that pace.
0: Yes, um, that's the thing that pisses me off about Allegri. Right, okay. you're seeing this Milan side. You have a makeshift center back over there. You have Romagnoli who's just returned. You have Krunic playing in the midfield who. For, don't get me wrong. I would give Krunich one of my organs. I, I love <laughs> Krunich. Anyone who is mediocre and and bleeds for the team, like plug, and play, plug and play, plug yeah, and play, plug and play. I'm in for that. Like I, I'll support you until the day I die. Um, but I'm I'm surprised Juve didn't attack Milan Mormon. Mm. They didn't They, they sat back they, they they were happy with the draw Zero shots on target What kind of fucking football is this? Genoa play more positive football nowadays Yeah well um, <laughs> and, and, and you this know match looking, day. looking back This might be This might have been their opportunity To really get back to fighting for That fourth
1: spot One, 100% I think a win over Milan Now obviously Juve are on good form at the moment And you know Cut them some slack Because Milan are always a tough side To play against But Milan are you know, on, on kind of bad form. UVR are on good form. Big game. But I always think that in these games, form doesn't really matter because it's yeah. almost like a final. You yeah. know what I mean? It's so tight between the two teams that uh, I, I don't know. That maybe players' form would kind of make a difference or two, but I don't think the team's form makes such a difference yeah, man, these games.
0: Everyone says it's an old cliche in football, right? That in derbies, form doesn't matter. and mm. Milan-Juve on paper isn't a derby but it, you can ask anyone Yeah, literally. no, it, That's is, a derby. it is, They can't Just, stand each other particularly, uh, Milan-Juve to
1: Yeah, let's talk Vlaovic a little bit And how okay. he's going to settle in, into this Juve team So the way I see him fitting in at the moment Is definitely in that striker role alongside Dybala, no? am, I, am I wrong to say that?
0: I think it might be a 4-3-3 and he's flanked by Dybala and Bernardeschi
1: Okay Okay, so we'll see Bala kind of having that maybe insignia role with the Tira Jira, cutting in, yeah. shooting on his on his left foot. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. That's we'll that's see. that's probably what will happen. It unless...
0: could he could also maintain the four four two and play, as you mentioned, Vlaovic and Bala together. To be honest, Vlaovic is a player that you you can you can play with no problem. Like, you know, formation yeah. doesn't really matter. He's gonna be the target man over there. You can either play him alone up front or you can put a smaller striker next to him to support him, no
1: problem. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how how he fits in. I think he's the kind of player. I think he does have that Holland effect that he's so naturally gifted, he's he's obviously talented, he's strong, he's quick, he, he's accurate, he's sharp, he's he's got that poacher's instinct. I think he'll settle in relatively yeah. quickly to you. I'd be very surprised if he didn't, man.
0: An interesting thing I heard from a Juventin at work the other day, Charles, shout out Charles if you're listening and haven't told me that you listen. Um, (laughs) He said that um, back in the day when Juve brought in um, Ronaldo, Agnelli said that Mm -hmm. um, hopefully the plan in the future is to bring Ronaldo in before his prime. You know, so to be able to afford that next young, hot talent. Mm. So technically, they have succeeded. Now, my question is will they be able to balance the books if they don't make Champions League? Is it one of those risky
1: moves? probably man I, to be honest i was i was really surprised 70 million 70, 70 to 75 million euros with, with add-ons bonuses and signing fees and and all that um, i'm surprised you were were capable to pull off a 75 million purchase as I, as i was surprised to see Inter splashing out the cash no, as I well
0: don't, i don't get it man you read about these teams being in a financial dire situation mm. And suddenly they're splashing 70 million You have the likes of Barca uh, You have the likes of Inter Barca
1: spending 50 million on on, on Torres Or or whoever the fuck they just signed man. But
0: anyway um, This leads to people saying Oh Inter are getting Gossens Juve are getting Vlaovic And Milan get fuck all Now I feel the need to educate the masses I was also um, requested by my good friend Benjamin On Twitter Meagles Um, He hates it when we pronounce it like that But
1: it's how is it supposed to be pronounced?
0: Meglas or something like that it's I something mean, no it's way. inspired yeah. by Legolas Legolas, alright, yeah. that's pretty cool Yeah, um, meagles is cooler though <laughs> um, So I'm just going to start out by saying that sporting Lisbon have just been banned from participating in Europe for the next three seasons okay, Yes! Due to financial recklessness, due okay. to irregularities um, We also saw What this can do to Milan, we were also excluded from playing in Europe. Um, Mirabelli, Fassone, Lee, you remember that very clearly. Um, Elliot's focus right now is to balance the books while strengthening the team cautiously. We can't really complain about how far we have come in two seasons because you look at Milan two seasons ago, they were absolutely atrocious. They couldn't even make top four. And now they're fighting for the league for the second year in a row. Mm -hmm what's going on, like that, this team's overachieving, great job Maldini, great job Pioli, of course there are tactical changes that you can yeah. You can criticize but at the end of the day you don't know who's 100% fit and who isn't, who performed in training well and who didn't. Exactly. Um, we also don't know the budget that Elliott has imposed, you know, allowing Maldini mm-hmm. maybe no freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, you could also criticize Maldini maybe for not getting Ibrahim back up. Or a Brahim starter, to be honest with you At the moment, yeah That would be the the critique that I would accept, personally Mm -hmm. But um, Inter and Juve are many years ahead of Milan's project, you know So it's only Maldini said it many times Milan need to make Champions League four times in a row before they can compete at that level
1: I agree, I just I hated wait. how He's telling you, just
0: fucking wait
1: mm-hmm. I hated how people were looking at Champions League as that final stepping stone Once we get Champions League, we're on top of the moon And we're back where we were And, and we're going to be great again Like, no, it's just a stepping stone exactly. We're going to get to the Champions League We're going to L- get knocked out in the group stage. Lil
0: won the league, made Champions League And
1: dissolved them. Exactly, exactly And in a league that's, that's as tight as Serie A is, it's not an easy task at all, but what pisses me off is seeing all these in-debt clubs, spending money, and then Milan because they want to balance the books and they don't spend shit, now I know that them not getting a centre back in January probably means that Botman's confirmed for summer, and, and that, my friend, is a big dick move, that is yeah. an intelligent move from Maldini, he's already thinking about next season, I don't know. Does it does it mean that he thinks the season, the league is out of reach? Maybe not, because tomorrow is coming back. Yeah. You know what I mean. So
0: I don't know. People people argue that now is the opportunity to win the league with Juve dipping, with Inter being the only real com- competition there is. I don't view it like that personally. It's not Milan's time. No, it's not. It's Milan's not. Time. It's not Milan's time yet. We we see it like. How unlucky do you have to be? Apart from the fact that the squad from the get go isn't quite ready to fight for the league, and financially Milan isn't there yet, and uh, you know this team is young. They have they've played one Champions League mm-hmm. season so far. Yeah. You know, they're not ready They're not ready at all Yet um, But don't worry Milan's time will come Definitely A young team That's very yeah. promising
1: I say in, in in the next Four or five years Maybe yeah. Milan are going to be In full flow And maybe they'll win A league as well So yeah. w- we'll so. see I
0: hope so um, on the topic of Vlaovic, we can address the new Vlaovic. Lazetic has signed for Milan from Red Star <laughs> Belgrade. Looks 18, promising. Eighteen-year-old Serbian striker, six foot four, very powerful. You know, that's yeah. kind of Tal- my type guy. of striker. Yeah. yeah. He's mm-hmm. gonna be learning from Juru and Zlatan, so he'll. he'll not, get bad, things, yeah, not, not bad, brother. Not
1: bad. Time. And Manjan's gonna be pinging those balls. His fucking noggin. Yeah. He's gonna be laying but, it off the layer. went... Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait. On, about Manjan and his?
1: Ball whipping. And his
0: ball whipping, by the way, His <laughs> balls weren't whipped particularly well this game at all. Because every fucking ball he gave went out for a throw It no. reminded me of the 99. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, man. He was, every time he we're ball, was. we're not like, saying his fuck? name anymore, no, the, no, the 99. No, the 99.
1: Alright, okay, okay. The yes. 99th his best goalkeeper in Milan's history. Too many syllables. Yeah. Best
0: goalkeeper. <laughs> Nelson, my friend. Nelson fucking Dida.
1: I I said the 99th best goalkeeper, Ah. so that makes it one of the worst Oh, then
0: the joke completely went over my head (laughs) So, is there anything you want to add from this game?
1: Not particularly, I think we covered it
0: So, Inter are first with 53 points While Napoli and Milan have the same number of points In second and third, respectively, with 49
1: I love how you're just working around saying Milan are third (laughs) Milan are, are second, joint points with Napoli Milan are fucking third, dog Fuck it So the next game we're going to be covering is another spicy encounter, it was another 0-0 draw, however, between Lazio and Atalanta. So Atalanta were coming off a draw against Inter, whilst Lazio are coming off a 3-0 away victory against Salernitana. Um, Atalanta have scored in their last 11 games against Lazio, but only won 3 of those encounters, drawing 4 and losing 4. So obviously coming into this game, the obvious talking point was the amount of injuries from Atalanta. Gasperini addressed it at the end of the game and he said that 99% of those injuries came yesterday, the day before the match. So there was absolutely no time for Atalanta to adapt. It was a plug and play, okay. Strikers, we don't have Ilicic, we don't have Muriel, we don't have Zapata. Fuck it, we're gonna mm-hmm. need to play Piccoli, who they have
0: just loaned out to Genoa. Right? Exactly. Um, but but yes, this was you know I saw the, the lineup and I was like Conor McGregor, you know who the <laughs> fuck <laughs> they, they hey, Who the
1: fuck are these people, man? Bro, like, it's crazy. Who's Scalvini? No idea, no idea. Th- there were Duvan, Muriel, Ilicic, Malinowski, Kupminers, and Gorsons all out injured. Mm-hmm. All out injured That has to hurt man We've seen all those start Together And they get
0: the result Now uh, Eventually when we will get to the Bologna game You'll hear Mihailovic's bullshit excuse As to why they couldn't get a Mm. point that game Because Mm. of their injuries And whatever Granted their list is extensive But so is Atalanta's But look at what they managed to do, these guys yeah. These I guys mean, came out here, at Atalanta With a bunch of fucking kids And held Lazio at full flow
1: exactly. Yeah, their front three were Pessina, Miranchuk, and Piccoli yes. You know what I mean Ooh. Against
0: Zakani, Mobley and Anderson mm. Those are like essentially the, the three best ones You know, Bar, Pedro, of course
1: Lazio were only missing Pedro Akpa Akpro And Acerbi so technically, they they are in, in full flow. I mean, Acherbi hasn't been great this season. A big loss was Pedro because Pedro has been incredible this season. But mm-hmm. when you can plug in Zakani, you know what I mean? Then the team shouldn't be highly affected. And I have to that. say he's he's fucking
0: good. And especially like seeing his um, the amount of offensive liberty that Sari is giving him because we also Zakani. We always, yes, yes. We also, mm. we always saw him being like. Restricted going forward because Juric always demanded him to give in a defensive contribution Mm -hmm. But now he has more offensive liberty and we're really seeing what he can do up front
1: For sure, he's he's magic man, the touch he has on the ball is is brilliant At a a point he smacked the post, he controlled the ball like Dennis Bergkamp in in a, a tight situation He knocked it down and on the turn he whacked the post bro, it was such a nice move um, there isn't really a, a play-by-play I'd like to run you by, but no yellow card. <laughs> well, there, there were a couple <laughs> in, the in 13th this game. <laughs> <laughs> so Lazio would have thought that you know they they had the lead on two occasions with Zakaria slapping the post, um, and th- there was an attempt as well by by Maricic from some distance that just skimmed over over the bar. Um, Atalanta didn't really play. Any a- attractive football But they managed to shut lots Just play down And Gasparini was very happy With the result And was seen smiling From ear to ear At the final whistle And said that this match Was a showcase of his squad's Attachment, heart and ability and This is something right. I've Oh 100% This is something I brought up On Instagram recently Um I said that What's your at? What's your at? At Fenko97 um, F-E-N-K-U-97 Thank you very much Ladies um, <laughs> so what Gasparini has Is he has a squad of 20 guys That can play his game bro yes. They know how Gasparini balls yeah. And they give him Gasparini's balls You know what yeah, I mean
0: It's a plug and play philosophy You can get a, a-, a- sue from the butcher And just it's throw right. her in striker No problem Like You can pop anyone here like, like They popped in Salvini at centre Midfield, He didn't look out of place at all mm-hmm. They brought on I don't know who they brought on Was it Sidibe, Sidibe. and Nepoti yeah. Again, no problem. They know their role,
1: they know what they have to do. You see, you see other, other top teams playing with these amount of injuries, and they don't even have these guys to bring on. Their well, they do. Leaves.
0: Their identity vanishes. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But, but you know, they, they still played the same football, they kept their shape so nice. I love watching Atalanta when they're on the backhand defending, like they do yeah. in, in Europe on the occasions when they, play, when they play the Real Madrid's and the Atleticos' and, and United's. Um, They defend so nicely, especially for Champions League standards. It's it's nice seeing Italian defending in the classic Italian style, shifting, keeping your position, tracking back, swapping, pressuring. It's classic and it's beautiful to see. And I think Atalanta did that brilliantly, man. Lazio, on the other hand, are gonna be fucking kicking themselves because what they had here is an opportunity to beat a top seven team that is struggling yes. with injuries at the moment, and, and the that my friend,
0: boost would have been there regardless of their injuries. Exactly, they beat Atalanta.
1: Exactly, and now they find themselves behind Roma. They're pissed off that they didn't manage to capitalize against that team that fucking looks like on paper. Who do they fucking look like, bro? Cagliari, they, Spezia, yeah, like you know. Like mean? United. <laughs> <laughs> like, who
0: the fuck are these people, like? Honestly, um, yes, they, they were extremely thin Atalanta. like mm-hmm. they barely had enough off the field and 11. you know they had a bunch of makeshift youth players.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but but it has to be said, again, massive well done to Atalanta, but do you think that this was a great defensive de- play, d- display from the likes of Demiral Palomino and Luis Felipe? Or do you think and that... And Dream City. And Gym City as well played very well. I mean, even Patrick kind of played well, to be mm-hmm. honest
1: with you. No, we said you said Luis Felipe.
0: Yeah, yeah. But he played very well as well.
1: Oh, you're saying the defenders yeah, and, and overall? Okay, overall. Okay, overall, sorry. It's my so bad. No problem, no problem.
0: Or do you think it was a striking mishap?
1: I think there was a lack of creativity from Lazio's side, which is which is something always surprising, especially when they have Milinkovic, Savic, Luis Alberto, Anderson, Zaccagni, Immobile... But there has been a lack of creativity over there man It seems as though they are uncomfortable playing the way that they play Now this is obviously Sarri's system still taking time to Well the team is still taking time to adapt to that But I, I don't get it dude Because this is easily a game that, that they should be winning They do have the talent on the team to do that They do have the manager to do that And I mean he talks about Luis Alberto not fitting the system Have mm-hmm. some balls, drop him you know what I mean Like we've seen it before And I've criticized him for it But stick to he, your guns Home dog What's he going said, on
0: He said he only had one argument With Luis Alberto And hasn't had any problems With him since um, But I, I don't know You're right These players aren't really suited For the system Or Or A more likely scenario The system needs time Yeah that, That's, you know, it. that's that, it That's probably it Now the problem is These guys Are fucking good Milinkovic Savic And Immobile For example And Luis Alberto Are top players In mm-hmm. Serie they're not gonna fucking wait no, Just no. in case this guy's system gets ticking, you know? Mm-hmm. So they, they should be worried They should be worried um, If I were in Lotito's shoes, I have no idea what I would do right now would, do, do you sack Sarri? Do you fucking keep him?
1: What would you do? Well, everyone knows that Sarri is the kind of manager that needs time he needs time to change the system. Chelsea knew that when they got mm. him, but they sacked him instantly. Juve knew that when they got him, but they sacked him instantly. Yeah. Napoli knew that when they got him, they kept him for a while. They had some success. They got very close to winning the league. But but what, man?
0: Perhaps it's because he needs a few years, but he doesn't look like he has... He has years many years <laughs> left in him. <laughs> exactly. That's a
1: fair point. They're like, oh, fuck, this guy needs three years, but Bro. I'm not sure he has them in him man. <laughs> Last time, I forgot what player it was, but he... Totally Took Surrey out You saw that He He Hi, yes. he, he fucking Took Surrey out it was completely. was in this game actually Was it in it, this I game? I think it was in this game One of the fucking Surrey fucking Flew bro He yeah. flew and He got up His quicker His glasses than the flew as well. <laughs> 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 He got up quicker Than the player and he made a comment About it After the match He's like Ah not bad For 67 hours. <laughs>
0: That's two out of twenty Serie A managers that we have seen fall this hey, season. Hey man, it's it's so fucking. Inzaghi manager, and Sarri have fallen. Who's next? Who's <laughs> fucking next?
1: Inzaghi's was hilarious because it was down the stairs, like yeah. y- y- you know what And I the mean. fans were fucking laughing, but they knew they shouldn't <laughs> have. It.
0: But anyway, um, this game, I think Atalanta will be very happy to to take home a point, while Lazio will be kicking themselves, as you said. Mm. Everyone says that Lazio are immobile, dependent. I might feel like they are Pedro-dependent.
1: Well, no, I think, I think Immobile has, has a bigger say on, on the club. He is Mr. Lazio, but I get what you mean that this season Pedro pitch, has been...
0: Not, I'm not talking about the marketing, I'm not talking about... I'm, I'm talking about strictly on the pitch this season. Pedro has created and contributed to so many goals.
1: But the thing is, and then Pedro can be replaced with with um, Anderson, whilst the mobile will be replaced by Moriki. That's a, he that's my argument.
0: A, okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, But yeah, I get you. They are Pedro dependent you know, because Pedro, they get results
1: when Pedro's yeah. on the pitch. So had Pedro
0: been playing this game, had Pedro played this game, they'd have probably beaten them. Yeah. I, I would safely. It's likely. Say that. Yes.
1: It's it's likely, you know, especially with fucking yeah. he, he would have faced Petzella on his side. You, you know what I mean? He might have. Who is looking around. better?
0: I know I criticized him earlier, and I have to say he's he's looking
1: better. He looked decent here. He he, he had a he had a good game. He still seems a bit slow to me for for Atalanta's system, but but he's there and, and he's he's doing the job and he's doing it well. He knows how to play the system.
0: That, that's the thing. I always think that he's a bit slow, but then he makes the same runs for the whole game. You know what I mean like he's not fast but he he will run at the same speed for the whole game so so he has the stamina
1: at least he's actually. like that that Maltese left back I'm going to mention another Maltese player Ryan is it, is it Kamenzuli Ryan Kamenzuli he looks exhausted oh. 2 minutes into the match but he has that Moderate to high pace for the entirety Uh, of the match, and he doesn't slow down. You know what I mean. The ginger guy he plays for Floriana as well. The left back. I don't think. We've made so many jokes about him, brother. Okay,
0: Uh, Ryan Comenzuli.
1: Ryan Comenzuli. Look him up. Look him up. Ryan Kamenzuli. There he is. There he is. There he is. Oh, there! (laughs) (laughs) He's quite good. He has a good throw on him as well. He he can whoop the ball in.
0: Yeah, so, everyone listening, follow Ryan Comenzulli on his socials. He's a good player, bro. He's, he's a very car, good
1: player. The team with one million sponsors. He's not with Florian anymore. I, I watched Florian this year and he was there. I'm
0: just... I saw a Google image. Like, I have no
1: idea. No, who he's, he's, he's he's at Florian, I'm quite sure.
0: Okay, but anyway.
1: anyway. Yep. Yeah, so Atalanta find themselves fourth. They're only one point ahead of Juve, but have a game in hand. Lazio... Jesus, sorry, Lazio are in 8, they're 2 points behind their city rivals in Roma, and they must fucking hate that
0: The next game was between Napoli and Salernitana and it ended 4-1 for Napoli This was a southern derby, the derby of Campania actually Um, Napoli moved within 4 points of leaders Inter And these sides have only faced off 4 times in Serie A In 1947 they faced off twice and they got 2 draws That's crazy, think about how rubbish Napoli were back then And um, Napoli won the reverse fixture um, Which basically means that Napoli are unbeaten against Salernitano
1: I'm going to say something totally unrelated to football Probably because the wine is is kicking in But why does 1940 seem further away than 1930 and 1920? I I don't know why
0: Um I, I don't feel oh. I don't share you like <laughs> I, I don't know what to say I don't feel I don't,
1: I don't think I so. feel like the 1940s are, are just a concept You know what I mean I don't think they actually existed <laughs>
0: So you feel like 1930 is further away From 1940
1: Probably because 1940 was so weird Because of the world war You know You know what I mean So I just feel like It's it's fake
0: Yeah that it was further away Because bad things happened exactly. fair, fair enough And fair I enough.
1: live in a In a world of Pixies and love yeah, And pixies romance Pixies and
0: mosques And fucking <laughs> Bullshit all right. <laughs> but anyway, moving on to the play-by-play um, Starting off, there was a minute of silence for ex-manager Gianni De Marzio, father of Gianluca De Marcio, who died at 82 Rest in peace, Gianni De Marcio. In the 17th minute, Juan Jesus scored a goal He took advantage of a deflection of Avelmas and with a striker's finish Rifled it into the into the net. How weird! Eh? In the thirty-third <laughs> minute, a swift counter attack with beautiful football, and the Joel Obi back here <laughs> So Kelchrida's ball get to Bonazzoli, who shot on target, and they scored. You know, crazy scenes in the derby. One-one. Salernitana have equalized, but what did this do? It only pissed off Napoli even more. And in the added time of the first half. Vezeli tripped Elmas, and Dries Mertens converted the penalty, and proceeded to giving me the creeps with his celebration, as he always does.
1: I, I don't I don't get I get this feeling when when Mertens celebrates. And it's the strange sensation of, of like uncomfort Like yeah, I kind of it, get tingles down it. my spine I'm like, You know what I mean? That's Every it. time he celebrates The
0: second his tongue comes out And his, ah. his hands go ah. above <laughs> his nipples <laughs> And he starts doing that shit I'm out like I don't want that I don't
1: want that What are you doing, dude? Honestly Now <laughs> I'm, pres- I'm in for expressing yourself But that's how you <laughs> want to express yourself <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you, have you ever seen the TikToks you posted with his wife? No. Yes, okay. I've, I've seen them, dude They're extremely man. sus Like <laughs> Or with Insignia, you know? now. preparo café. How weird.
0: Just a bunch of 5-4 guys living <laughs> their life. Anyway, um, Veseli bad, Dries good. In the 47th minute, Rachmani spanked in a Mertens cross and uh, he could not score, to be honest, and gave them the, the lead by two, actually, because they were 3-1 at this point. And in the 53rd minute, Lorenzo Insigne scored a penalty after Veseli once again conceded another penalty after a handball. It was one of those, bro, that like rolls off your chest and uh. onto your arm. The penalties this game weren't straightforward, I have to say. I have mm-hmm. to say they were, they were controversial.
1: Mm-hmm. And what about Insigne's um, celebration, man?
0: Yes, um, so first of all, Veseli's arms were upright, so I think this was the correct call. But yes, this was Insigne's 115th goal for, for Napoli, so it's a pretty good... Um, number, But Insigne's celebration, as you just mentioned, he, he kind of like pumped the badge, you know, tapped the badge on his said chest Said Napoli till I die Said Napoli till I die, yes mm-hmm. I, I
1: saw some, some um, media pages posting that he said it's not my fault before But I didn't quite pick that up from, I, from watching his well, lips From
0: move. what I saw, he said that um, no matter like the distance basically Exactly No matter the distance, like for Napoli, I'll be mm. there which, to be honest, many people say that Napoli, that Insinyer is leaving Napoli, because because he got an offer from outside of Europe, meaning he will never face them. Mm. Some people say that he wouldn't actually stay in Europe just out of fear of playing against Napoli, who he loves. How true is that? I have no fucking idea. Um, but yes, you know, it's, uh, it's how a, would I feel if I were a Napolitan?
1: Probably confused. Probably, yeah, a bit, a bit angry as well. Mm. It's it's hilarious because in the beginning of of the of this podcast. Um, like in, in the first opening episodes, I always really praised Insignia as he's he's my favourite player outside of Milan, Insignia. And I always said the fact that he's a, a one club player it, is something that I love. And then I also went on to praise Vlaovic because he stayed at Fiorentina even though he was linked with many moves away. And. I'll shut up now guys. Any any you know Fiorentina fans out there, any Napoli fans out there, I'm gonna shut up. So yeah. don't worry about that. I apologize. Matthew's
0: got an eye for loyalty. Exactly. Um yes, basically um let's go through the talking points. A goal for Insignia finally. Perhaps it's about time for him to
1: score from open play. But hey what man. Do you think? Hey, hey hey He, he
0: hasn't d- scored one this season from open play, guys. That's that's pretty bad. It's
1: very disappointing. Last season he was an animal from open play, but this season Do you season think he'll get so
0: one? because at this the like you could you could see. Yeah, he, he'll he could get bet one. Money that he won't. He'll, he'll get one.
1: He'll get a few, I think. But it, it, it just hasn't worked for him and probably confidence is a bit of yeah. a factor with with all these links away.
0: And I think with Osimhen on inspired form, they were just feeding him to be honest. Mm. So it, only it
1: probably that. has has something to say with the with the new style they have under Spalletti Spalletti's probably like, ah, you can cut in and cross the ball we have mm-hmm. fucking cross the ball to him, bro Go back post as well, let Lozano square yeah. the ball back into the middle And that's your role from now on It may be why he's upset
0: um, I feel the need to address now that Ozyman did not actually start this game But Dries Mertens did um, Oziman came on in the 64th and was visibly frustrated at the end of the game When he did not score um, Spalletti brushed off by healing it normal, normal um, because of course he wanted to score so he was obviously mm. frustrated and that is a winning mentality bro are Napoli back in full flow you know their second place 4 one win against mm. Salernitana
1: I asked you this question in the last episode I think I think that they are I think Napoli are in full yeah, flow we I saw it said the same thing right the, yeah probably yeah. <laughs> um, I mean you see them they they have their injuries. Um, they they went through a terrible spell and you see them there in second place and the football they're playing isn't a joke. I mean they yes, had yes, that yes. they had that goal in the in the last match at Chucky Lozano when he dribbled the keeper and scored that ball by Zielinski um that pass by Ruiz. It was, everything is beautiful. They're playing beautiful football again. They're in top form and and mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think I think they they might even take that second yeah. place off of Milan. Their
0: their hard times are definitely behind them. Mm, of
1: course. 100% Unless, you know, they get hit with a couple more injuries But doesn't seem likely
0: Yes, so just a few um, quotations that I have prepared over here um, So first of all, Salernitana are so shit That <laughs> despite Napoli scoring four goals Spalletti said that he wants more from his players <laughs> I've never the heard game. that before um, he said, he also said that if a player wants to stay, he must accept the terms made by the club. Now, I feel like this was kind of a backhanded comment to, to Mertens. Wouldn't you think it? so? Yes, yes, for sure. Um, Mertens wants to stay and has exclaimed that he wants to stay, but um, apparently he has, he's at a bit of a distance with, with the demands. You know, the demands okay. and what the club's actually offering him, what De Laurentes is actually offering him. Um, so yes He'll probably need to take A pay cut in order To stay um, Which is weird Because he's the club's All time top scorer You know
1: mm. But it's always gonna happen it's a business, Bro when, It's a business When you know Players get older You know It yeah. just doesn't make sense yeah. To be paying for example Zlatan 6 million a season I'll never
0: forget Particularly brutal bro Was fucking Real Madrid with Casillas,
1: man. Real Madrid with Casillas and Real Madrid with Raul as well. They nah. ended up selling him. I think on a free to Real Schalke. Real are the worst when it comes to this stuff. Real have have no sentiment when it comes yeah. to their players, man. Until they fucking die tragically, like. But
0: anyway, yes. Um, Spalletti also said that the tempo dropped during this game, and they had already lost games like this at home. And scoring before halftime was actually crucial, and that's what confirmed Mm. the victory, pretty much Mm. Fair enough, fair enough They have lost games like that by, you know, dipping in concentration Fortunately for them, Salernitano are the type of side that they score You can just try hard and just score again Yeah,
1: pretty much, pretty much
0: Now, Salernitana's sporting director is Walter Sabatini Oh no, I was gonna make
1: this point later on, go on Who was
0: the sporting director of Bologna,
1: Right Mm-hmm. He stopped mid-interview
0: post game yes to joke that's Sp- inter too. Mm-hmm. to joke that spalletti got a penalty for every three corners as some obscure new rule mm. basically um, you know um, he The penalty calls were actually harsh And he joked about it um, And Spalletti being the good man That he has laughed it off And they <laughs> parted ways with a kiss on the cheek <laughs> um, So Italian Contrary to that Colantuono congratulated his team On a good first half And a decent performance Despite their Covid problems um, their team has been ravaged by COVID yes, too, yes, so, yes. so they actually played. The local well.
1: health authorities had to intervene yes. on multiple occasions. He said
0: yeah. that the COVID laws are flawed because the day before this game, two Salernitana players tested negative and couldn't be called up because they had no time to get a medical examination. Okay. He said, I don't like the regulations because there is
1: still something to file. A it's simple a,
0: man and a strong statement. There's still <laughs> something
1: to follow, yeah. I want to add something on Walter Sabatini. I have a note over here about Diego. So obviously he's just gotten his hands on the legendary striker Diego Costa. Um, the terms are basically that he he signed a, he's signing a one-year contract, and if Salernitana survive, it's automatically extended to a two-year contract. But the thing I really want to mention is that Sabatini has a great track record discovering players he discovered Gattuso, Kolarov, Iličić, Pastore, Kier, Alisson, Marquinhos, Manolas and Lamela during his spells with Roma, Lazio, Palermo and Perugia.
0: Do you think Diego Costa
1: will be the next big
0: thing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but he pulled it off for Salernitana, which is great. He, he like
0: he almost brought him to Bologna as, as you you addressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that would have been cool, but they opted for Arnautovic instead, which to be honest, I don't blame. We have to mention that Di Augusta has been absolutely rubbish in Brazil.
1: Yes, he's been terrible at Atletico Mineiro. He, he's got yeah. a couple of goals in, in like 15 appearances. Yeah,
0: the is... only thing that might sway me to believe that maybe he'll get four goals is that the big stage will motivate him. You know, you're looking at a top three league over here. Mm. It's a top mm-hmm. three league. Not no, even top 100%. 5, top three. No, 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 it is, it is. And um, you know, he's gonna have a few eyes on him. Maybe he'll get in shape. Maybe he'll work hard. Maybe he'll score a few goals. And maybe he'll be redeemed next season. Napoli find themselves tied with Milan in second place with forty-nine points, while Salernitana sit at the bottom of the table with only ten points. Eight points from safety. To be honest, ten points is low, but eight points from safety is not impossible.
1: No. Uh, So next thing we're going to be talking about is Empoli 2, Roma 4 So Empoli are now winless in their last 7 games Roma on the other hand are on a 3 match winning streak, something we haven't said too often this season Uh, Empoli haven't beaten Roma since February of 2007 And only against Inter do Empoli have more losses, with 21 losses against Inter and 19 against Roma So I'm going to take you through the play-by-play So Empoli actually started the game looking for an early goal and they had 3 good opportunities but in the 24th minute, a deflected shot by Oliveira landed at Tammy's feet, who neatly slotted past Vicario. In the 33rd, Tammy in the right place at the right time once again, as he volleyed the ball through Vicario after confusion in the area. Mancini thumped the ball in for good measure and thought he scored and celebrated by pushing his entire team out of the way so that he can have his moment and celebrate, but was disappointed to find out through goal line technology that the goal went to Tammy Abraham. I believe that's his 9th or 10th goal of the season, man. In the 35th minute, more confusion in the box as Zaniolo's very faint and maybe even unintentional touch guided the ball to Oliveira, who slotted it into the top corner. And the 37th minute, on a counter-attack, Mikitarian was able to play the ball across four helpless Empoli defenders and to Zaniolo, who finished clearly, cleanly. Sorry. So, half-time, Roma have a 4-0 lead. They go out in the second half. And Empoli make it 4-2. In the 55th minute, Pinamonti shoots on the turn uh, into the back of the net after some good work by Bandinelli. And in the 72nd minute, by Rami's shot deflected off Mancini and into the back of the net. So, again, we saw a good spell of play by Roma. I, I feel like Roma play in spells. I feel like if they score a goal, then they're inspired. And if they concede a goal, then they're, you know, a danger to themselves, really.
0: Yeah, um, they they play better against the weaker sides. It has to be said. They don't show up against the top sides. Mm-hmm. Um, they did, you know. I criticized them for not showing any identity. This game, they did show identity, especially you know going forward and all that. And I, it has to be said that Oliveira is the signing of January. Yes, no matter yes. who comes
1: in, like well. We'll see with Vlaovic and, on, on and all that. But, but he's this been this guy, good.
0: what a start, man. What a start. He's contributing in every single game. This guy just loves coming to Italy and scoring goals, right? Mm-hmm. He came in the Champions League he came to the Uva Stadium, the Allianz Arena or the Allianz Stadium, whatever the fuck they call it. And he scored Two
1: goals, I think. I, I think it was two goals, yeah. um, but it, it's been a great start for Oliveira. It's great to see how how quickly he's adapted, especially uh, with Pellegrini kind of in and out at the moment. He's been really on and off with with injury this season. Such a pity because he's been great. We could see him in that central midfield role. We could even potentially see him in the attacking midfield role if, if Mourinho's feeling a bit naughty. But he, he's added a lot to to Roma's team. So. He plays the ball around nicely. He's great at dead ball situations. Yeah. He's at the right place at the right time. It's a great start for him and hopefully he can keep it up, man.
0: Yeah, and the zaniola Abraham partnership is working really well, I have to say. Zaniola as a striker isn't bad at all. He, he works very hard. He's very strong. He tactically he's fine too. Mm-hmm. He is a bit of a key, as I feel, that the way he carries the ball up. And well, before his injury, he was very yeah. similar, like the, to the point that like that constant charge.
1: Yeah. And that's something I kind of want to bring up because we, we really criticised Roma in their win against Cagliari for kind of passing the ball earlier. That's a lot of runs, that's a lot of runs, that's a lot of runs. This, on the other hand, is a game where that would work. Yes. Putting Empoli under the pressure like that, they had 20 minutes of brilliance, Roma. Mm-hmm. Well, 20 minutes of brilliance, but... Essentially, twenty minutes of pressure that caused Empoli to crumble. They, they weren't used yes. to that. They're and used to providing Empoli the pressure had just themselves. Just
0: come off playing one hundred and twenty minutes against Inter in the Coppa Italia, where they put up a good fight. So they were fatigued. They have their injuries as well. They, you know, this wasn't all Roma. The Empoli. No, no,
1: damaging. no. So that brings me to my point. This is what Andrea Zoli said about his side just after the game. Our style of play. You can use the example of a blanket. You pull it up and your feet are uncovered. Or you pull it down a little and your neck is uncovered. <laughs> so basically what he's saying is that his team are, are essentially mosquitoes and they, and they attack any single <laughs> space that they can get. They will find a problem with you and they will exploit Doesn't it. Doesn't it
0: mean... I interpreted it differently. I interpreted that um, no matter how they choose to play, there will be their team isn't deep enough to cover it fully, no?
1: The way I viewed it is that no matter... How what what approach the other team takes they will find a fault in it if they go for example offensive they can catch them on the break if they go defensive then they then they can attack them and put pressure mm-hmm. on them I found in a way that
0: he wasn't criticizing his team he was praising them with this comment I,
1: I feel I feel it was more of a praise well you know hopefully the the players interpreted this I don't thing. know
0: I I don't think it's it's a very good thing if I cover myself and a part of me is always uncovered
1: but the way I I thought that the blanket is Empoli and the human being under it is their opponent, <laughs> <laughs> so, the human, <laughs> so the human being is going to be exposed, you know, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. that, that's the way I saw it, well, okay. I think that he just means there there are gaps in the team
0: and he needs reinforcement financially, I think it was a dig at the directors more than anything, maybe,
1: well, that, that, that could be, what do you guys think comment up. below please <laughs> hit the
0: subscribe button turn on those notifications
1: but Empoli are very impressive man like they they conceded four against Roma in the space of 20 minutes that's not great that shouldn't be happening and um, they really showed some, some weak spots within their defence there was a massive gap that ball that was played through Mikatarian should not get past four defenders you can't have one one man on Mikatarian, three in the middle and the ball gets past all of them and lands to Zaniolo you know what I mean yes and um, and Empoli managed to get Roma fearful of an upset Because they were, Roma were only up by two goals for the last 20 minutes and then oh. You know what I mean? So still, a good performance by Empoli in the second half They, they kind of, I like it when, when teams improve after a half-time team talk yeah, Because to yeah. me that speaks volumes about the manager I thought they
0: were going to come back, man the, you you know, they were—they had momentum. Yeah, I, did, I didn't really
1: think—I didn't think they were gonna get four fucking goals. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but you know, it's it's a respectable performance for them against Roma, because Roma are on hot form. They they just mm. won three matches in a row, which at least for Mourinho takes some pressures of pressure off his shoulder as well. What do you yeah, think? For sure, for sure.
0: Um, it's a shame that Empoli are losing Ricci, By the way, they are losing Richie. He's off to Torino. Apparently, uh, apparently, yes. Apparently, it's been confirmed. Um, like it's pretty much done, apart from the formalities. Okay, but um, apparently, it's gonna be a, sir, a loan with the right to redeem. Mm. So oh, how like how interesting to see him at. Oh man, I, I get so excited Torino. when I see these young young players getting coached by Juric mm. <laughs> Like, good move, man. Good move, honestly.
1: Definitely going to Torino, especially Torino right now, man, is brilliant. Um, do you think Roma need to improve their back three? On paper, Mancini, Smalling and the Banias Sounds good
0: I think it's the fourth option that's the problem Which is Kumbulla Who has not been present He's been criticised by Mourinho particularly Possibly har- harshly in my opinion Because he's a good mm. defender um, But he hasn't lived up to it Let's be fair He mm-hmm. hasn't been as good as the rest um, Also, let's not... I fucking forget to mention that Mancini is often beaten And so is Zibaneza Like these guys are good And the fact that they get on the end of a few crosses And score a few headers Makes us think that they're better than they actually are Of course But in reality defensively these guys are not stable Plus Smalling is not reliable um, To play a full season without getting injured Um, I think they need another centre
1: back It's, It's weird bro Because I like Mancini I like Smalling and I like Ibáñez, especially Ibáñez, I really, really like Ibáñez, man.
0: You should ask him out, man.
1: <laughs> but I don't think they play well together, bro. I, I really don't think they do. As in, you see how many goals Roma concede. I, I know we're probably being harsh because it's against Empoli, and... Alright, they just got promoted and they're in 12th place. But you know how they are, mm-hmm. They, you know, they're, they're great going forward. Um, but I definitely think their back three needs to be addressed, yeah. and I think they need to stop conceding that amount, bro. For sure,
0: another centre back would definitely not hurt them.
1: Yeah. Um, Roma find themselves in sixth place, they're four points behind Juve. Empoli are in 12th they they're level on points with Sassuolo and two points ahead of Bologna, but Bologna do have that game in hand. So Empoli, they were in eighth a couple of match days ago, going down pretty rapidly, man.
0: Yeah. Um, at least you know their goal is to survive, and they're they're doing that. Yeah. The next game we'll be covering was between Cagliari and Fiorentina in Sardinia, which ended 1-1. Cagliari had failed to score in each of their previous four games against Fiorentina, so simply getting the goal for them was a a success. I'm sure they'll take the point over here. Cagliari have won 18 of their 41 home games against Fiorentina, only six losses there. Mm. So (laughs) These stats are interesting when you're betting, man. Yeah. Fiorentina are on a decent run, having only lost once in their previous 10 yeah, games. How good? So not bad for them at all. Um, Cagliari have now conceded in all 13 of their Serie A games at home. By Jesus Christ. Yes. So the play-by-play very quickly. In Jesus. the 8th minute, there was a missed penalty from Baragi. He had the time to break a curse. Um, in the first 15 minutes, um, Fiorentina have failed to score. Mm-hmm. And Beraghi got this penalty in the 8th, of course he could have broken the co- curse but he didn't, he missed the penalty even though he scored two free kicks and
1: one bangers. game Two bangers Two
0: bangers in one game, recently goes to show that the penalty is a completely different
1: yeah. um, skill yeah, it's, it's much more mental
0: Exactly, but he did go down the middle and it was saved by um, Radunovic mm-hmm. In the 47th minute, João Pedro scored one of his trademark looping headers thanks to um, Pereiro, who got the assist um, Joao Pedro is the man responsible for almost 50% of Cagliari's goals, so they surprised. are totally Joao Pedro dependent, <laughs> um, of course, we could have all assumed that from the get-go, mm. he's so fucking good. In the 65th minute, and this was probably decided the game, there was an Alvaro Odriozola red card. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 68th minute, because of the red card, Odriozola put his hands up to block a yeah, shot by uh-huh. Joao Pedro. Um, Tarello was composed on his save on on João Pedro, who missed the penalty. Um, he went for placement, and Tarello guessed the right way and just saved it. In the 75th minute, Ricardo Sotil got the equaliser. And took off his t-shirt and got a yellow card, basically against one his one former
1: one team. He was there last season. Of
0: course, I forgot about that. Against his mm. fucking former team, he took off his stuff his shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> Happy anyway. to see Vlaovic was said to be COVID positive going into this game, which, after what we've heard and what has come out with the UVA links, maybe. Oh, that that's not that's true. true. Yes, that's yeah. true. But anyway, he was good. Piontek he was decent. His up play is good, but he needs more service. Mm-hmm. Of course, the wizard, the magician, the professor, Saponara was not playing this game. <laughs> Okay, um Cagliari were missing Keita Balde, Caceres, Carboni, Valencia Cranio, Deola, Lico Giannis, Pavoletti, Rog, Strutman and Valkulovic
1: That's super chill
0: That's yeah. chill, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I wouldn't worry about that personally. No, not oh, at all no, no. No, Jesus Christ yeah, I wouldn't be begging to the gods that Senegal <laughs> <losing laughs> <if> Keta Balde <laughs> comes back <laughs> But anyway Um, Despite being a man down, of course Fiorentina fought back to draw 1-1. What do you think? Is this a good result for Fiorentina considering what happened?
1: I think, well, if if they were to look at the match before and and the way they planned for the game to go, this is bad. It's it's a bad result for them. Like I mentioned recently, Fiorentina are really looking to to try to get back at least that conference league spot, you know what I mean? Potentially Europa League, that's what they'd want, that's what they can get through the performances that they've been giving. But in this moment of time, with Vlaovic being out and and going to Juve, with Cagliari being on inspired form, and with that red card, I think they should be happy with the point.
0: For sure. I think both teams will leave with their heads held high. Um, Perhaps Cagliari will be a little bit disappointed because... um, You know, Fiorentina were a man down They missed a few opportunities Yeah, But it could have gone the other way for them too Because they conceded a penalty early on That would have totally changed the game So I think they'll both take a point They'll both go home with their heads held high Fiorentina had 60% ball possession this game Um, They had Cagliari, sorry, had 3 shots on target From 12 attempts They hit the post and the crossbar So they were knocking Cagliari were definitely knocking Um, By the way, FYI Hitting the post does not count as a shot on target because the target is the back mm, of the this net. This was a debate. Yes, only saves and goals count as um, shots on
1: target. Okay, I thought uh, some somewhere I had heard that the ball hitting the post is the only shot on target that doesn't require a human being touching the ball, so the keeper or a, or a defender on the line or That's something. No, I think a fucking coach told me that, bro, at really? Melita. I think so. Coach fucking, who Steve from Big Mo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cagliari committed 21 fouls this game to Fiorentina 16.
1: Quite a scrappa.
0: Huh? Quite a scrapper, I'm telling you, I would not want to play Cagliari right now. No, man. no, no, no. They are a starving rabid dog, and you've got a piece of meat. <laughs> they're ready to come at you. You know, I, they want, I really hope they do it. They man. want to survive, and it's it's begun. We've been saying all season that they're underperforming, as they always do. That they're better than this, and. And they've started now, man They've started They're going to be a pain in the ass For anyone that they play mm-hmm. against
1: Well, it's, it's their fucking It's their second manager In charge this season So it's, it's good to see How they've actually Picked it yeah, up now For sure
0: um, we saw the usual trend of Fiorentina making defensive errors. There was one early on in the game where there was a back
1: pass just played directly to Joao Pedro. <laughs> was that. on so <laughs> it was one on one. That was so pissed us a manager. Like of all people, like you gave a bad pass back. What the fuck? But it's Joao Pedro. You know what I mean? How unhealthy. and and
0: the camera just instantly pans to Italiano after he misses, and Italiano's body language is hilarious. He's just. He's just arched over, you know, <laughs> arms wide, <laughs> neck down, just fucking pounding. He's fuming, dude. No shit, he's fuming. No shit. This has been a theme for them all season, and they almost looked better with their with their makeshift center it's back true, pairing when against they beat Milan. Milan.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true.
0: Um, Yes, Um, Pedro, of course, hit the inside of the post And as we mentioned before, there was Marion's deflected free kick Which rattled the crossbar Just to mention Cagliari were definitely knocking There were a bunch of loud Sardinians going No, I think think
1: Cagliari were the better side, man But it's weird the way football is Like, Fiorentina get a red card You think it's going to be super chill from here on out like, But they get the equaliser and they fucking pick up like. After a red card,
0: definitely. Man, football is crazy, toxic. <laughs> um, Collier you are one point off of safety in 18th, while Fiorentina are seventh with 36 points, six points off of a Champions League spot. So they're in a good spot. These I days.
1: want bo- I want the best for both of these teams. Like. Yeah, Two sure, hi- sure. historic teams not, not
0: for Venezia's expense, please
1: No, no, not for Venezia's expense For fucking Spezias, bro or But nine what the fuck? Fa- mm, something points. like that um, So the next game we're gonna be talking about Is the draw between Torino and Sassuolo I love this fixture, and I love fixtures similar to this. Just two mid-table teams of very similar qualities facing each other. Yeah. Um, it's a shame there were so many other good games on at the same time. Stylistically, this is a fantastic game. This match is up. beautiful. Like, show, this like. is beautiful. But the way it went down was interesting, so allow me to get into it. So, these two sides... Okay, I don't know what the fuck I wrote here. I wrote these two sides gadget-drawn. Gadget-drawn. <laughs> The, uh, these two sides haven't drawn in their past 8 fixtures against mm. each other, they've, they've wow. never drawn before this game, Holy so shit. this is the first time um, in 8 fixtures. So after a fine run of form, including a spell of 4 wins from their last 5 Serie A games, Torino had put themselves firmly in a place for, Europe- for a European spot. Um, they were now seeking their third straight top flight victory against side who had only recorded 1 win in their last 5 games. Torino were also looking to make it 5 wins in 6 against Sassuolo So coming into the game, Torino are the favourites Yes Just to put it out there
0: Right now, form e-
1: Exactly So let me take you through the play-by-play The scoring was opened in the 16th minute After a cross by Brea at the head of Singo Who headed it to Sanabria Who headed it into the back of the net Consigli would definitely be in trouble if this was a game of red-ass in the 88th minute Raspadori slotted into the back of the net after great grinta and skill by Verardi, who saw him square the ball from the byline after some great work dribbling now despite the game going the way it did with the 1-1 draw torino definitely deserved to get away with all three points over here bro i mean they smacked the crossbar three times well they smacked the post three times um one of them threw a Crazy, long-ranged half-volley by Mandragora Conciliated didn't <laughs> He's move He's got a fucking like, shot on He's the got a rocket in his pocket He had scored a crazy goal last season I think against Bologna it was He had scored a mm. mental one, bro Or this season He's had, had a few Even with Udinese, He had a good fucking goal definitely. Sanabria hit the post with a header and Bremer with a header yeah. as well I
0: posted reels on the page about this game yeah, I Torino saw, man, great post, fucking post. job with the reels,
1: by the way, me. on stories Guys, our Instagram is fucking fire Like You should really check it out Torino also tested Consili on multiple occasions As he pulled off a great save, in particular on Sanabria That was a good save like, And it that pisses works. me off that Consili isn't called up for the Italy squad, it's I don't know fucking what he has straight to do up weird. To get like.
0: call up. It is odd, really. Especially with Donnarumma out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 99, sorry. Um. You know, like, y- you have, okay, you're going to call up Crania, probably, one you're going to call up three. Sirigu, sure, I don't know why, but sure, apparently Sirigu is really good for the dressing room
1: I never heard of that third guy they called up, bro
0: I have no idea who he is, I can't even remember his That's name That's where Consili should be,
1: and I think he should be the one stepping yeah. in place, I think he's really good, Consili He's a man. decorated
0: player in say as well, honour him with the with the national team With the call-up, he, call he, he deserves up. it, man, he deserves it And
1: is romantic to goalkeepers you know what I mean? Yeah. So fucking. He gave Sirigo a start and uh, he not a start. he brought him he on, like weird. Um, so aside from that, Sassuolo had their first attempt in the 65 minute, in the 65th minute, and <laughs> in the 65th minute, and it was um, a Raspadori shot that was blocked by Bremer. Um, Sassuolo would be thrilled with the draw, bro. They got fucking shafted by Torino. Man, Torino were all over them.
0: Really, the possession was quite equal. The shots were fucking
1: crazy. That's actually, it, bro. Yes. That's, yes. It. They, they, That's it. That's They peppered them. We all know Saswala can play the good. ball around. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and when they can't, they have no alternative no game plan. Like yeah. they, they they just get fucked. Exactly. And they did get fucked. Yes, twenty-one shots to to six is quite quite significant.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a great point by Sassuolo Considering their performance But they got very fucking lucky Are Torino a solid step above Under Juric? Of course, definitely 100% A much better team than Sassuolo
0: Ah, than Sassuolo Um, I would say their own part I would say they're on par. Um, perhaps Torino are a little bit better right now.
1: I think Torino have a better uh, manager.
0: Torino, what, what they have is regarding their project. Torino, are about. they're at the beginning. They're going to mm. get better next season. While Sassuolo will probably get worse next season because mm-hmm. of how good their previous seasons were. I think they'll Torino lose. came off of a few poor ones, so for them the only way is up. For Sassuolo mm-hmm. the only way is down. Unfortunately for them, they're not going to be able to hold on to Scamacca, Raspadori. Yeah, but I, already, I was know, about guys, to say Frates is a hot talent right mm-hmm. now. We've already heard Milan being linked to him. Yeah,
1: the, the, I, I think they will lose. Scamacca for sure For sure Next for summer sure. And I think they'll lose Berardi and as well interesting I think Mimmo like, might go to Milan man one day Like I just have a feeling That Mimmo will join Milan And, and it I will be the best I feel like he's an best. inter
0: player I feel like he's an inter player Berardi Not a Milan player
1: Oh what Because it looked good in blue and black though Probably That you know is
0: mean? yeah, what I imagine him in His mm. play style and everything I imagine I know what you
1: mean Oste, I know what you mean
0: But yeah um, That's unfortunate Or that would be unfortunate rather But yes I can't help but feel that Sassuolo are, are on the way down not down is Interplay it. Serra, with wing backs
1: Boom He should come to us Yeah There we go There we go There you go bro Come You heard that? <laughs> Look at this Look what I'm doing
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's hilarious that, My next question was Would you bet on Sassuolo losing Perardi and Scamacca So I think, I think you answered mm-hmm, You answered mm-hmm. that pretty much Now We heard that Torino are apparently losing Bremer to Winter and I say we heard What what I mean by that is some big pages and, yes. and some big... They um, read personal
0: terms apparently. Exactly That's all it, that was that was said And we know that things are said and things mm-hmm. are done that, that we don't know about um, But this would be massive for Inter Like holy shit It's you're bad you're for Torino, this? bro
1: It's bad for it's Torino It's very
0: bad for Torino um, But I trust that with Juric but you know A bit of pressure From his end I'm sure he'll, he'll apply it You know he'll mm. As I always mention But who, who starts he left, Ahead he left of him there Because of a lack Of financial backing mm. Who starts ahead of him Right now Because uh, they the, have If they sell Bremer uh, Bremer might leave For free right
1: I, I think it is for free Fuck yeah.
0: But they have Itzo as well, who they've been trying Itzo's to save. Itzo's good, I like Itzo. But Itzo will leave, for sure. Now, you I think? don't know if he'll leave for free. Because he's not been starting. He's like. not been starting, mm. unless, you know, he seizes the opportunity. Because Itzo was good back in the day. But yeah, I, yeah. I trust Juric will find a, a replacement. Perhaps, you know, a loan for Lovato, who he had at, at Hellas Verona from Atalanta.
1: I would dirty. Yeah. Wait, Lovato's on loan at... Cagliari yeah. of course, once. of yes, course Cagliari. Um, He's Cagliari. been really good there as well, man. He has
0: been decent. He didn't start the last one. Um I perhaps forgot to mention that. Mm. But um but yes, he I, I think that would be a good a good replacement, perhaps.
1: Mm-hmm um well torino find themselves in 10th they're three points ahead of sassuolo and one point behind verona and they have a game in hand so definitely on the way up here yes. l- like if they win their game in hand then then they're in ninth and they're fighting for eighth. like already um sassuolo are in 11th and they're level on points with empoli so as
0: you mentioned verona um our, th- our next game they took on bologna at home and they won two one. This was Verona's first big win over um, Bologna, or first win rather, since April two thousand and sixteen, ending a winless run of five games at the Bentegodi. Benteg, I always fuck this fucking word up. Bentegodi. Bentegodi. Benten. <laughs> Benten Yeah. Bentegodi. In the process, yes. Twenty five percent of Bologna's goals have come from outside the area this yes. season. Yes. Yeah. Mihailovic as the coach, right? That makes sense. <laughs> Have it! Now, this defeat makes it three in a row for Bologna. I'll run you through the play-by-play very quickly. In the 14th minute, Orsolini scored a goal. Um, what a strike it was on the half-volley against the run of play, one that Mihailovic himself would have been proud of. It was an assist by Soriano. In the 38th minute, Caprari turned it on. He got to the end of a Lazovic ball, and it was an opportunistic backheel effort at the near post. Skorupski nice, couldn't bro. keep it out. It was a fantastic goal. Um, perhaps Skorupski should have been a little bit better. That, that is, is near post eh? Yeah, yeah. Eight goals and five assists for Caprari. One of the unsung like heroes him so this, much, man. this season. Yeah. And maybe we
1: should, get <laughs> <coughs> maybe you should ask him out. Again maybe. What you're gonna say. <laughs>
0: maybe you should ask him out, man. We should again get a kit, man, of Caprari.
1: Ooh, I but you already leave. have a samp kit. If he stays at at it's sump. Oh, sorry, sorry. If, if if he stays at Verona, because he's on loan from Samp.
0: Yes, but no problem, man. Just for the season, we get a copra kit for what he did. We should yeah. do it one hundred percent. Put like fucking forty. One of us
1: each. gets it, and then we will choose another one, and the other person gets it, and we will get two. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah, okay. Late. Um, or end, I don't know. Did did you get me a kit for for Christmas or or my birthday? Or was this? I'm really late. Um,
0: <laughs> We'll discuss that eventually after I give you a gift. All right, all right, fuck it. In the 85th minute, Verona scored the winner. The most unlikely person, um, Kalinic, Nikola Kalinic converted a Kevin Lasagna cross. We're <laughs> taking the piss here <laughs> from the right wing with a lovely header. Um, headers are the dunk of football.
1: I think uh, a ravushata huh? is a dunk. But wouldn't
0: a ravushata oh. just be a skill shot? In basketball, I guess a dunk is like when you when you jump and just smack it with your head. That's the closest thing to a dunk. No? Ah, no, fair football.
1: enough, fair enough. I mean, the movement yeah. is similar. That's hey?
0: This Kalinich goal just looks a like he, Bravo. Like. He, he looked like he
1: dunked on them. It's true, it's true, it's true. <laughs> he pitch. he was on my bench, and Vlahovic didn't play, so he pitched in a goal for me as well oh, on nice. on Fanta. Nice. So thank you. When well, that
0: happens, that's such a good feeling. Hey man. Um yes, the talking points. Verona are dreaming of European qualification for the first time since the nineteen eighties. Jesus. They are three points away right now, I believe.
1: Like when dance um, dancing in the moonlight was being written like <laughs>
0: Bologna deserved to lose this They had 8 attempts 2 on goal And 44% ball possession Average. They weren't as good Orsolini's goal Was a freak occurrence To be mm-hmm. honest What a strike He's in inspired form mm-hmm. Shout out to him Some players just start From the halfway point Hey man I don't hey. understand it um, It's like A psychological thing maybe Perhaps Probably. it's something To do with fitness But I don't know um, It's crazy
1: mm. When he's on I love yeah. watching him So
0: Remember Simeone Mm-hmm. 12 goals so far this season
1: It's been at that eh, for a while It's been at that for a while uh-huh. It's his
0: trademark dip He hasn't scored Oh, but in, his high was so much higher In over a month In over a month he hasn't scored um, 12 goals so far this season Four of them were in one game How how impressive is that?
1: You know? yeah, it's still a good number eh? it's, it's a, it's a number, fantastic but, number But he's not reliable But No, no, I get I get you It's just his high was so much higher this season yeah. That we thought his lows would be a bit higher as well true, But true
0: then I wrote, I wrote, never take him on fantasy football <laughs> But perhaps you could for a, for a bargain price No,
1: I could probably get my hands on him for cheaper Like he's dipping, yeah. bro, me take him off you
0: So we've seen um, teams completely ravaged by COVID And we've seen teams draw, like Atalanta We've seen good performances out there Mihailovic came out and said that the absences were the reason for the loss um, as the great Padre Pioli once said The winner celebrates, the loser explains <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> 10 absentees for Bologna And members of the starting 11 were not at um, 100% In fact, he described them as being at 50%
1: Jesus He said,
0: I can't get mad at these guys They fought hard The break came at a good time Now, their absentees were actually now Amy 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 I'm going to call him Amy. Okay. Amy, Barrow, <laughs> Barrow. this no, bro, stop. Dis- <laughs> <laughs> by uh, Michael Kingsley, Santander, um, Schouten, Sao Mauro, and Urbanski. Um, quite a few. Quite a few. Injuries. No, it's Let's not me. nice. It's a eh? significant it's number. Verona nice. only had three, and they were Davidovich, Frabotta, and Hongla, who's away at AFCON. But um, yes, it, it wasn't a promising performance by Bologna at all. which came on at the end. Um, it was after the 75th minute that he came on mm. And he didn't look f- very into it And um, Mihailovic said that he has aches and pains And that he isn't ready to play 90 minutes yet mm. Okay, I'm going to be real with you here
1: yeah, I if... know what's coming, bro I know what's coming And I hate it so much Like,
0: Had Mihailovic been a healthy
1: man mm.
0: would he Would he get sacked? Would he have been sacked by now?
1: It's it's pretty likely that he wouldn't. It's pretty likely that that he wouldn't. I I I don't think. I I think they would have. Like I I think if they wanted to, they would have.
0: I don't know about that man. There's a romantic element to it. They made him a, an honorary citizen of Bologna. You know he he survived. He coached sessions from his bed in hospital. You know he showed up with a hat. Like you know You, you know.
1: I don't know. You're gonna, like, you're gonna be like,
0: you're gonna like, hey, listen up, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know no, family. dog. You're 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 probably right. There there has to be an element of that. I think. Like, I think they they have kind of been in the last five games. They
0: have four losses. Mm. That's pretty fucking. No, bad. no, no. It's terrible. And we it's know terrible. what this team can do. We know their investments They're good they, players. They, they get good players. Like Hickey once was <laughs> scouted by by Bayern Munich. You know. They have a
1: good team, bro. They, they, do. they, they, they could be... Do We've seen them yeah. do better than this. So we could be seeing them do better than this. I think, I think for certain teams... Even if their management isn't exactly an improvement long term from the manager that they currently have, I think sometimes the players just need something fresh to motivate them. Man,
0: that's probably true. And and I think and I something think they need something maybe that. more modern, you know, mm-hmm. something someone a bit more
1: progressive as well. Uh-huh. I think Mihailovic's football is, is kind of died down. It could work at, at maybe the lower tier teams, but I think Bologna should be playing more exciting football than that. Probably,
0: probably. You give them a good coach, you give them a bit of an identity. They have the players there for it, for mm-hmm. sure.
1: I agree.
0: Um, Verona currently sit ninth with thirty three points, three points off of a conference league spot, while Bologna have fallen to thirteenth with twenty seven points.
1: Right? Like that's not a good spot to be in for Bologna. Not at all. Not at no, all. it's uh, under their a tree project game. has been underway for a while. Mm-hmm. European dream. So <laughs> the next game we're going to be talking about is another nil nil for me. Whoop de do. It's Genoa against Udinese. Actually, I really like this game, and I'll explain to you why. So, Udinese is because of the blessing? Because of the blessing, literally. It is because of the blessing. So, Udinese haven't lost to Genoa since February of 2016. So, Udinese, favourites like. Mm-hmm. Genoa are coming off a 6-0 loss to Fiorentina. Udinese are coming off a 2-0 loss to Juve. So, both kind of not... Doing great at the moment. Especially Genoa on their third manager this season. Mm-hmm. They just lost 6-0 to Fiorentina. They're at an all-time low, they're 19th. Like um, so it's official now after this draw that Genoa are winless in their last 20 games. Ay-yay. <laughs> oh my god. ay But for the first time in those 20 games, I am hopeful for Genoa. Um so the way the game went was there was a double save by Silvestri at a point, so Genoa were really pressing forward. There was a big miss by Yeboah as the unmarked man miscontrolled a Sturaro cross, which went comfortably into Silvestri's hands. There was a big miss by Portanova as well, who failed to convert after a Sturaro ball. So a match where Genoa looked like they were going to snatch three points, 100%, they were the better side. Um, they seemed much improved, but two yellow cards in quick success- in, s- <laughs> in quick succession for substitute Cambiasso so the Rosso Blue down to ten men for the last ten minutes, so they were kind of hanging on. You're dying, bro <laughs> uh, <I'm laughs> You don't think on, I recovered, yo. Yeah you did, you did. So like like I just said, Genoa were the better side in this game, so what impressed me was it was this 433 Gigan Press? Is it the Gigan Press? Gegen, Gigan, Um, By Genoa's Blessin, the yeah. the manager. This is uh, a style often used by Klopp and Ragnick. And Sturaro seems like he's going to be a key part in this new system he had a really good game he was the centre of a lot of attacks and he carried the ball forward well he distributed the ball well he should have scored at a point it's true but t- to be fair I think the fact that he got a chance like that mm. speaks volumes about his involvement
0: he's quite a relentless presser
1: as well so mm-hmm. that would be good mm-hmm. and he could give a good pass as well to Raro mm-hmm. it, it seems the- like the ball oh, the team's never, playing around him
0: I never thought that Genoa had the facilities for this you know Yeboa and Ekuban on the wings is quite Quite quick, man It, it can actually quick. be Quite problematic mm-hmm. if, if this gets going That's And Destro, of course Up front Just to make things Fucking cool um, Portanova in midfield He's been wasteful He's been frustrating But he's been promising At the same time That's The true. hunger he shows the, the the industry he shows He's a promising player That I would keep an eye, an eye on
1: I agree with you 100%. We've seen him be wasteful before, but I think he brings something to to Genoa. I think he he gives them a sense of excitement around them. I mean, he's yeah. l- like you said, he's very industrious. He's creative. Um, true, maybe sometimes the basics are a bit off, but when when he's on and when he's in the mood, he's great, man. And he always gives something different in every game. Yeah, he he's has always unorthodox. No to like.
0: be, a serious a constant for his full career. True I can, say, I can say it safely like, True This guy probably won't play Another game And say it But like it'll just has been No
1: no, no I, I I, believe so man Alright so it's clear Genoa are doing A little bit better now Things Well They're doing a little bit better now They They did well in a game Against Udinese Udinese have been on Inspired form They held Milan They held Was it Lazio In that 4-4 thriller
0: Ah yes I think so, so Yes yes it was Lazio
1: so yeah, uh, it was always going to be a tough a tough test for Genoa and I think Genoa went there and they were the better side for for the majority of the game. Um Udinese on the other hand, they looked really poor, man. And and we haven't said that often but but they did look poor. They only managed to get two shots away. They were very flat. There wasn't any. Did they have many injuries? Um I don't believe so, bro. Mm. I don't believe there are many injuries. Molina, Arslan, Wallace, Makengo, Soppi, That's a full team Beto de la yeah, Pereira's out of course but Yeah, he's been, Pereira's he's been, been out on. for a while uh-huh. 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 But that's a, that's a full team <clears throat> Pretty much um, Throughout the game Genoa had 51% of the ball possession They had 10 attempts They had 37 aerial duels won They had 24 tackles and 10 corners It's interesting that Genoa out-headed out aerial dueled Udinese Because Udinese yeah. Are a very physical And yeah. big team man yeah, yeah, So yeah. the fact that they, they did that to them Either shows a lack of urgency From Udinese It doesn't seem like They're inspired at all there were
0: a bunch of One on ones with, with Delefeu <laughs> mm. <laughs> In fact Delefeu Was dispossessed Three times this game mm. He must have lost The ball three times. But um, But anyway um, Udinese are, are kind of like A guy Who Works Really hard for like a year, makes a fuck ton of money, mm. and just stops working and just spends all his money. You know,
1: but I, I don't even think they started they...
0: the season off really well. You even said that they would finish quite. Uh-huh,
1: so I said I said that come tenth, I think I'm yeah. fucking crazy. You're, you're nuts. I'm um, nuts. But anyway, that,
0: that's I the had thing. a couple of good games. That's so. the thing. They won a bunch of games early on, and now they're just fucking riding those wins. Like they, they know they're safe.
1: Big there there's seven points from the drop zone I still don't think they should get comfortable To be honest I think they should still be fucking pushing forward Trying to get wins Like I know, you know This game in particular was interesting Because Genoa were with their new manager With their no, new no, system They were in the 4-3-3 three, 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 yes, So it was a tough game But I think in general I think Udinese need, need yeah. to kind of shift their it's momentum And try to push played, up man. a bit They
0: played, they were so dull mm-hmm. No,
1: they, they were they were outperformed, man They were mm-hmm. outperformed and like I said, Genoa could have gotten the win Genoa are still in 19th, they're 5 points behind Venezia Who have a game in hand and just 3 points ahead of Salernitana Udinese are 15th, 7 points from the drop zone
0: Spezia won Sampdoria nil. Gianpaolo's first game back in charge ends in a loss That's 3 wins in a row for Spezia and their wank manager They also ended a 4 game winless run at home Four losses in a row for Sampdoria, of course, they're in a bit of a pickle, they're close to the relegation pool, they should be freaking out. Spezia and Sampdoria have met four times in Serie A, two wins for Spezia, one for Sampdoria, and a draw. Mm. So this was almost like a little final, a best out of three. It's
1: true, it's true. I wonder if they'd see it
0: like that. In the 69th minute, Daniele Verde scored a beautiful volley. I love it. It was a superb... Um, Agudelo move. To be honest, he's like their super sub nowadays. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like Saponara was for them back in the day. You <laughs> know? They just br- they just bring him on. This hungry little Colombian guy. Um You remember I showed you something about him, Agudelo, a while ago on his Instagram
1: of the photo. W-
0: which photo do you remember?
1: Remind me, man. Remind me.
0: It was him and his his partner, his his girlfriend.
1: Ah yes. yes, the the guy that likes some, yeah. likes some a bit yeah, chunky. Yeah, 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 you can tell. You can
0: see it in his game. He likes. Oh, he res- likes respect
1: that. Agudelo. Why not? We've all been there ourselves. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's the difference maker nowadays. Um, by the way, Verdes anecdote about the shirt numbers was amazing. He basically said that Spezia every season auctioned the sh- shirt numbers ah, yes. and gives the money to charity. Like, um. And they made him pay a lot of money for the number 10 And he, he was swearing at everyone <laughs> yes. In the 73rd minute there was a red card for Ekdal
1: Some might even call it
0: a rekdal bro <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes yeah. And then after that there was drama at the end As a handball appeal was dismissed due to an infringement in the build up um, Sampdoria were very upset about this And the game ended 1-0 for Spezia Both sides looked disjointed, bro Particularly in the first half Falcone, the, the goalkeeper, was a, a mere bystander in Sampdoria's goal
1: I think Spezia did what they had to do, man They got a goal, they, they fucking hung on they, they made it rash, they made it tough And they kept their shape and they, they managed to maintain the victory, man
0: for sure um, It has to be said That what Gianpaolo does To um, Accommodate His <coughs> Czech Wartista role At clubs that don't have The facilities to do that Is just Spectacular That's see. true man You know at Milan Like the plays 4-3-1-2 system He popped he Suso popped In Czech uh, uh-huh. And just fucking Wasted his time To be honest with mm-hmm. you um, He's doing the exact Same thing with Antonio Kondreva I can't believe it
1: No I really Like I was afraid That something like that Would happen What, a,
0: what a weird What a he doesn't play with wingers. That's the thing. You know? well, he has one of the what? best
1: wingers in the league at at, at his exactly, team. man Exactly. He has you're to one play of the with most wingers.
0: Players in the league, and you're gonna put him as your trequartista. And,
1: and what's gonna happen when Damasca come back? He's just gonna sell him. He's just gonna keep him exactly. on the bench. What's gonna happen? You gonna
0: play Condeva right back?
1: Well, this is really long yeah. term. You know what I mean? Like I know he knows the club and everything, but he he should try a, a few new things out and not just I I play uh-huh. Four, three, one, two. That's me. <laughs>
0: that's me. That's, that's me. Milan wrote an article about me. Gabbiadini had a gorgeous ball to Caputo at one point. He should have done better, by the way. Mm-hmm. He, he kind does of does that he sometimes. Should, he let it slide. He should have smacked it. To mm. be honest with you. And then later on, he struck the post with a header, Caputo. So wow. he was he was in the mood. Mm-hmm. Kind of he was he was involved. Very involved. Sampdoria find themselves three points above the relegation zone in 17th, while Spezia are eight points from the drop.
1: And that's why we decided to introduce this episode with Thiago Motta. I think Jake has given him a lot of a lot of smack over over the past couple of months. But I think, do you owe him an apology? Not yet. No. Do you regret what he said?
0: Because it, it, the nature of his victories against Napoli and against Milan, you know, mm. um, I know a win is a win, but to me they, they could have been flukes, you know. I want to see how he plays out The rest of the season So far I have to admit I'm impressed I have mm-hmm. to admit it You know mm. And I will admit it Because the Spezia team Is not Not fantastic
1: No it's but not easy It's not an easy team to manage right. I'm, I'm sure And especially big boots To fill As mm-hmm. well um, With Italian obviously Leaving and joining Fiorentina But Aha uh-huh, He's doing decent He is To he be decent. honest he's, he's turned it around is, A little bit yes,
0: yes, So shout out to Motta Well done
1: Good job. don't keep it up. If, if there's anyone I want to get relegated, it's probably Spezia <laughs> after after that. Yeah, but that game. We don't talk about it. I see
0: it, I like it, I want it, I got it. Yeah, I want it, I got
1: it, I want it, I got it, I want it, I got
0: it. Welcome back to our transfer segment where we'll be showing you who saw it, who liked it, who wanted it and who got it. Matt, take it away
1: please. So the first one um, that we all have on our minds and that we've all been seeing on social media is the confirmation of Vlaovic to Juve. So it's in the region of somewhere between 70 to 75 million, including the add-ons. Massive, massive move, one of the biggest moves that could have happened in January or even in summer. Vlaovic to Juventus, keep an eye out on him guys. Um, This saw a quick reaction by Fiorentina who signed Brazilian forward Cabral from Basel for 14.5 million euros with 2 million in add-ons. Gossens has gone to Inter as well, another massive one, somewhere around 25 million, they're paying for him. He moves from a team that plays 3-5-2, he's going to a team that plays 3-5-2, will he fit in? We'll see. Inter have already also agreed personal terms with Bremer and we'll see how that goes on. Milan have confirmed Lazetic from Red Star, Belgrade, 18 years old, 6'4", hailed as the new Vlaovic, what more could you want? Borga has finally joined Atalanta on loan with an obligation to buy, and Diego Costa has joined Salernitana, as we discussed earlier. He has a one-year contract, and if Salernitana survived, then his contract is immediately, um, automatically changed to two years. Um, Piccoli has been loaned out by Atalanta to Genoa as we discussed earlier an interesting one is Sepe has joined Salernitano on loan from Parma the question is will he start over Belek Benassi um, has been loaned out to Empoli from Fiorentina Reynolds has been loaned out by Mourinho to the Belgian League joining, fuck knows how to say that, uh, Kortvik <laughs> <laughs> Napoli have lost Eunice to Jesus, Al Etifa, on a, on a free Al Etifa Al Etifa um, Torre Grossa has been loaned out by Sampdoria to Pisa and Serie No,
0: Now that's crazy, that's crazy because his I agree name with is Large Tower, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my, that's not what I thought of
0: Yeah, his name is Large Tower and he's going to Pisa where they have a large tower yeah.
1: That's fucking brilliant, man What did you think of, sir? I thought that Torre Grossa is, is, a, is a decent fourth-choice striker, especially when those three old men start acting up. Yeah, sure. um, I think that. Van Huydonk has been loaned out by Bologna to Heereveen in the Dutch League. Salernitana have picked up right-back Mazzocchi from Venezia on loan, Samp have loaned out Chabot to Cologne, Hellas Verona have themselves a new centre-back in Restos, who signed on a free from Bayern Leverkusen, and Bologna have picked up Abyshire from Young Boys as a promising central midfielder on loan. Also, just a big one that I forgot to mention in the midst of all this madness is Pellegrini to Torino is confirmed, and he'll potentially be starting for Torino whilst... And uh, decides what the fuck he wants to do.
0: Yeah. I got, a quest. Uh, I got a quest. So welcome back to our question segment. You can drop us a question or a hot take at say a spotlight on Twitter or on Instagram. We will most definitely plug it. Our first question this week comes from friend of the podcast Farinio. What up bro? He asks, is Vlaovic the new Piontek?
1: Oh, that's a, good, that's a good question. I don't think so, because I feel like he has more to his arsenal. So he has more skill sets, like he he's really strong. Like I know Piontek is pretty strong himself, but he's a different kind of strong. He's an athlete. He's really quick. He's tall. He's strong. He has a great shot on him. He has great heading. He knows where to be in the right place at the right time. He's convincing and he really knows how to hit a ball, man. So I don't think so.
0: Okay, I, I tend to agree with you there. Um, I think Vlaovic is showing promise and he did it for more than half a season at Genoa, you know. He did it at Fiorentina yeah. for a full season and he started and the last half. season as well. Well, half a season now, to be honest, but also half a season last year as well, where he started. He started I thought well. he played
1: a full season last season. Mm,
0: he did, but he didn't score for... Mm. He started scoring halfway through. Yeah. So perhaps, yes, it could be. 70 million is always going to be a risk. Yeah. But, um, but I think they might not regret it unfortunately.
1: Yep. You you saw that he apparently didn't even consider Spurs or Arsenal. He wanted to go to Juve like.
0: I mean, you know, at the end of the day, man, this guy is living in Italy.
1: Mhm. And the is biggest team nicer Juve.
0: than fucking than England,
1: mm-hmm. you know. And he <laughs> wants to play at the at the most historic club which is yeah. which is Juve. He's going to go up to Turin,
0: man, from from Florence. This guy is living here. <laughs> but anyway, um the next question comes from our boy Santi, Andrew Sant Fournier. Santi friend of the podcast, co-host at times. <laughs> host at times. Um he asks, Is Gossens to enter the final nail in Serie as 21-2022, coffin?
1: I think so. I think when he's back, I think Inter are gonna be mayhem man. Like they already have Persich on that side and we always talk about their squad that now they're fucking it's 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 crazy, it's ridiculous. Inter squad Like
0: Yeah they might They might run away with it It's funny that they want Caicedo as well
1: They want Caicedo They want
0: Kaiseido Because think about it He was utilized with, uh-huh. By Inzaghi
1: By Inzaghi It's true
0: um, But yes I think Gosens to Inter Is gonna be super For Inter mm-hmm.
1: um, I think Inter Run away with it They, they probably Run away mm-hmm. with it Yeah
0: Our next question Comes from Jacob Borj Check hey, him out On Cog. Spotify At
1: He's JCB JCB On Spotify He's good He's, he's, good. he's, he's brilliant
0: yeah, he says, Does the stay in Syria or is it time to leave?
1: I think he stays for a while longer, man. I, th- I think he'll renew his contract personally. Oh, but there, there's my promise gone. I said I'm not gonna speculate these things because <laughs> I cursed them. Um but it's been crazy, so I wouldn't be surprised if, if there's something happening, something behind the scenes. Um but, but I hope he stays in the league and I think I think he will, at least for now. I think he'll be utilized in big projects for you yeah.
0: I think he's the type of player that will leave eventually. I think his time at Juve might have come to an end. Maybe um, he needs
1: a restart at Bala as well, because he's I, he to, I think he's he not could, that. He young. could
0: definitely use one. Um, he wants. He said he wants to play in the Premier League or something. Did he? he was,
1: I'm I'm not sure.
0: I think he's mentioned it before. He has been interested, or his agent has made <laughs> contact or whatever. Um, I think it would be interesting for him. I think he would thrive in Spain.
1: He'd be brilliant in Spain, man. He could be with the top teams in Spain as mm-hmm. well. He's a good player, at the bottom, man. Good I player, like him. Of
0: course, man. Like, imagine him at, like, Barca. Mm. You
1: know,
0: like, they don't afford Barca him. Barca will probably pay for him, there. even though they don't afford
1: him. Yeah. Well, they won't pay for him, but they'll get him.
0: Anyway, the next question comes from our boy Steve Colero on Instagram.
1: Hey, Steve.
0: And he asks, in your opinion, how impactful will the Vlaovic and Gossens transfers prove to be for their respect, the respective teams? I can't fucking read. I that. think I think,
1: massive for both, man. I think these are two players in, in Gossens and Vlaovic that are the best at what they do in Serie A. Huh? They've been there for a while. They know the league. That's they the bring thing, certain man. qualities that will benefit the teams that they're in. So... Juve need a striker and Inter, if they're going to get a, le- a a left wing back, the best option in the league is Gossens. Yeah. and Theo, for to sure. be to be fair. But Gossens is fucking, he, he's a star, yeah. man. So I think both teams will improve 100%. It's, I'm, I'm really interested to see more so how Vlaovic is going to fit into Juve, because we all know that Allegri's system, sometimes for new players to come into, they might find it a bit intimidating. Yeah, he's
0: going to be playing in midfield. <laughs> so we'll Sent see we'll see how he played. Um, the next question, all the questions are about Vlaovic and gos by the way. I don't know if you know I'm sure um, comes from Jack.
1: Hey. Um, our boy. Listen to him on Spotify, guys.
0: What's this? What's this thing?
1: Man? Jack Jack Tard or Jack Tard Casara? then I always confuse. it. I'll, oh, I'll get s- it right next time, friend, Jack. <laughs>
0: um, he reacted to the Instagram video that we had of you smashing the tire, and he mm-hmm. said, "Is that anger of love, which to Juve or Gossens to winter, or that Oof. Milan are still a shit top
1: four? <laughs> <laughs> what a wanker!
0: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think that's rhetorical.
1: Yeah, but probably. Probably Gossens, because I saw Flaovic to Juve happening, but Gossens was was like out of nowhere, in my opinion.
0: It came out of nowhere, and especially the Bremer thing is really concerning. But um, yes, Inter are stronger. They're significantly
1: stronger. They will be, for sure.
0: And that's it, man. That's it. No more questions. No more questions.
1: Thank you for sending them over, guys. Make sure episode. to
0: download the episode. Make sure to follow us on our socials. Drop us your questions. Let us know. Give us any feedback. Maybe we're terrible at something and we're completely oblivious to it. Please.
1: I'm, I'm gonna I'm guys. gonna mention it again. If you really want to be part of like a, a small community that talks area and has open conversations, give us a follow on on Instagram. That's kind of what we're looking to build, and we're very active over there as well. And and the content is pretty good, man. I work at um, a content houses essentially. And right, and no and and I see these guys doing the work so it's it's quite decorated. Give it a look and let us know what you think.
0: Nice.